You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today we are talking about in-laws. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I was just going to do that. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. So this was my idea. I just thought, you know what? This is such a um, lifelong thing that people deal with so you get married you have Mm -hmm. in-laws then you have children and they grow up and get married and you are the in-law which you and I are both now experiencing I know it's kind of disorienting early early days still (laughs) but yes yeah and in-law issues are one of the major areas couples seek counseling for for sure they can be good intentioned in-laws or downright divisive in-laws but either way you and your spouse have to navigate this relationship And in-laws have the power to do great things and set a newly married couple up for success, or they can cause lots and lots of stress. Yeah. (laughs) And so in the interest of starting off on a fun note, um, there's lots of good in-law jokes out there. Bonnie, can you tell us a good in-law joke? (laughs) Right. So um, how does the mother-in-law change a light bulb? I I don't know. How does the mother-in-law? She just holds the light bulb in there and the world revolves around her. right (laughs) oh me so yes not true not true so we ask for our listeners to send in stories about their in-laws good stories bad stories you know advice that they've you know had from their Mm in-laws so uh here's one they this listener writes when we were on our honeymoon we gave my mother-in-law a key to move stuff from the wedding to our house When we saw her after the honeymoon, she gave the key back and we said, no, no, we want you to have a key in case of an emergency. She said, that's okay. I made myself a copy. (laughs) I cannot believe this. Thus began the time period of her moving things in and out of their house that she thought they needed. Once she brought them furniture they didn't want or ask for and complained because they weren't there to help move it in. How dare they? (laughs) And needless to say, they did not give her a key for the next house. Yes. Oh, why would you? Really? Lesson learned. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, another listener said, uh, for the most part, her mother-in-law was okay, but her father-in-law um, comes over unannounced all the time, asking us to do stuff, like at bedtime or whatever, with oh. no no perception of when is a good time. Oh, my goodness. All right. And then another one said... Um, I've had my children come back to me with glazed over, sugar-crazed eyes, and I asked what they ate at Grandma's, and they said, orange juice and Pop-Tarts for every meal. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Sugar Central, right? Oh, the my goodness. What happens to, to people? I I don't know. You'll, you'll be telling us soon because you're about to be a grandparent. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Hey, you heard I, it here. You heard it here. <laughs> witness all right another person said another listener said my mother-in-law pouts like a toddler when she doesn't get her way from the way holiday time is scheduled to the way we raised our kids if it wasn't centered around her she'd throw a hissy fit and make everyone else miserable until they bent over backwards to cheer her up i was over it long ago but it has never changed oh that's heartbreaking and um This listener said, my mother's mother-in-law was a spoiled brat who was spoiled by her father. 
then married an older man who also spoiled her rotten. My mother would go and visit her in the nursing home when my father refused. <laughs> now that is big. That, that is, is so huge. big of her. What a wonderful woman. My grandmother would greet her warmly until she realized it was my mom. And then she would say things like, you get fatter every time I see you. <laughs> Like if th- if I hadn't really like personally received these, I my my jaw dropped at that one. It's like, are you kidding me? I, I would not believe it's true. And she kept going back. So bless, she's got a special place in heaven for oh. sure. Um, then there's some good ones. Yes, I mean some really really good ones. My mother-in-law never oversteps. She never drops by and always tries to respect our boundaries. She never tells our son he can disobey us with words or actions. She asked me before getting him a reward if I'd prefer it to be a toy or an outing or food. How so thoughtful. nice. Very nice. So, so, so good. Okay, uh, this one is a good one too. One time I was working on grad school and my husband was working too many shifts and we were taking the kids to therapy and my house was a wreck. I talked to my mother-in-law on the phone, and she asked if she could help me, and I said yes. She dropped off her ironing at the lady's house that does her own ironing. I found this part out later, because she doesn't like to iron. But then she came to my house and did my laundry and ironed two weeks' worth of clothes. She also helped with the kids and supper, so I was able to study. So beautiful. Isn't that what you all want? I love this. That would be great. So, okay, let's do another bad one. Um... (laughs) That's enough good ones. Two is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This listener's advice says, um, do not come for out-of-state travel every Christmas and every grandchild's birthday and stay 10 days in a row for each visit. That is crazy to me. I cannot ten imagine. Days. I, I still can't get my in-laws to stay 10 days. I asked them to stay 10 days and they're like, no way. <laughs> 10 days is a long is time. a long time. Oh wow. my goodness. And then here's a, here's a good one. I liked this because um, this listener said her husband always welcomes any of her family to come over and stay without complaint as often as she'd like. She comes from a really tight-knit family they love to get together they're kind of nearby in fact he often suggests i invite them which makes me feel really good i'm never made to feel like he's doing me some favor by allowing my family to visit which i thought was beautiful yeah that was that's super sweet um and um i also thought this this was the same listener she said grandparents are not there to spoil their grandchildren as society indicates but instead support their children in raising their grandchildren to be god-fearing little people who will grow to be faithful christians it's obvious but this emboldened me to um voice this ideal to both sets of my parents separately so i just thought that was great like grandparents in-laws who are like pulling in the same direction as you are right right there's nothing better than to have extra support we all need extra yeah. support yeah so good so um okay this one listener said that there were some good parts like playing with the grandchildren getting down on the floor like quality playing crafting painting all the stuff that's kind of hard for moms to do when they're busy yeah, day glitter that can be at grandma's house uh, glitter <laughs> grandma glitter um busy being easygoing with the holidays and expectations but then on the other hand the bad parts are teaching the same grandchildren all of their political views knowing that they are opposite of your own and not stopping when asked or giving all your grandchildren oh this i died at <laughs> i did too i can't Secret first haircuts without permission because you they thought it was too long. <laughs> I would have died. Oh, I cannot uh, even believe this person can balance that out with good thoughts. I like, know. Way to forgive. Uh, oh my goodness, politics and haircutting. 
<laughs> that oh, was bad. Oh, oh. So another listener said she's had good in-laws and bad in-laws, two different marriages. And the first one strained their marriage so yeah, much the, that it, they ended up not staying together. It wrecked the marriage. That's how yeah. important in-laws are. Yeah, that one was really sobering. And, um, and then she said with her second marriage, it's actually been a great, loving, respectful relationship, even though... They don't disagree, like they don't agree on everything, especially big things like politics. Right. This is a really politically involved listener, uh-huh. and so she's very you know active and vocal, and they respect each other. Wow! If the world could that. learn from them, yeah, that would be a no great kidding, great thing. So yeah, this was from a professional chef. He he wrote in, "Don't boil asparagus for the love for three hours and make me eat it." <laughs> I thought that was so good. Ew. <laughs> really, really, like, good, bad. Um, I like this one, too. This listener said that they would have learned to draw a circle of decision around just them and their spouse and their kids and decide up front how you're going to handle opportunities that come along. Then they say communicate to both sides the healthy boundaries you have in place. And this sets the tone for all future interactions one would hope <laughs> or not <laughs> and um, she said if we'd drawn that circle first we wouldn't have had to deal with uh, broken down walls later on which I thought was was also wise and honest communication uh, so many on- arguments can be avoided if you just tell the truth yeah and, and then another listener too said that their mother-in-law just wrote in um, wrote her cards all the time sent her text complimentary text told her what a great job she was doing ha huh? so wonderful very nice how easy is that really? so easy and practical and she said that listener I, i'm remembering now um didn't she say like she knew the mother-in-law didn't agree with everything yeah. she was doing it's that's even better yeah to be your best self i mean you're supposed yeah. to be older you know the older women are supposed to be helping the younger yeah. this is an awesome role to do that in so so thank you guys for the laughs yeah the Ooh. tears <laughs> the shock <laughs> the shock <laughs> those were some great stories so um all right let's start with what scripture says about in-laws so uh, scripture mentions two marriage principles really that are the big ones the first one you probably heard before a man shall leave his mother and father hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh that's that leave and cleave passage that we're kind of familiar with and so if you look back to the garden you know that there we've talked about this before that adam and eve when they were together god called it good and there were no children right Mm -hmm. so they were already a complete family with no children and what else were there none of renee (laughs) There were no in-laws. That's right. <laughs> Which is perhaps why it was called paradise. Which is, you're reminding me. I'm just um, guessing. One, one listener also wrote in, I didn't make a note of it. His advice was just to marry an orphan. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> a la Adam and Eve. Ah, there no, go. no parents. Yes, we all marry orphans. But yeah, you're right. There were no in-laws in paradise. And it was still good. And they were still a complete family. Mm-hmm. So that's a good um, foundational verse to go off of and... That's why, I mean, that was part of the reason uh, I was so happy when my kids got married because it was answered prayer. Like you pray their whole lives, you know, for a compatible, um, loving, you know, person who will, you know, love your child, Yeah, you know, really well. And we got that with both of our children and I couldn't understand why I was so sad afterwards. (laughs) It was really after the wedding, after all the hubbub. And I just was just grieving that really that family unit that four yeah, of us the way is never going to be the same again and they really are supposed to be leaving and making their own family yes right. we're still involved in their lives but it's not the same and it never will be the same mm-hmm. and i have a totally different role now 
And there's grief in that. And I just think, and it's not bad grief. No, it just is. It's just grief. Yeah. And we don't, I, I didn't hear people tell say that. I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of confused by it. I think your husband, Bonnie, told me, oh yeah, in some cultures, there's a time of mourning <laughs> after weddings. I'm like, that's so wise. <laughs> yeah, why don't we do that? But, but here in America, because we don't grieve and we don't like appreciate all the bad stuff that goes along with life, we tend to stuff that down and it turns into resentment and jealousy and all these things that we're not dealing because we're not dealing with that it's sad we just want it back the way it was right and it's never going to be the way it was and uh, you can do like me and have your year of crying every three days whether i needed to (laughs) or not thomas i was very happy with you if you're listening to this it was not you it was just the new yeah it was adjusting to the new and and you're right we we need to just recognize that i think we'll just be so much healthier right because then you get it over yeah. yeah. And you can have room to love the person. Like Yeah. And I really have adjusted. Now it is, it does feel normal. And I knew that. I kept telling myself, it'll feel normal. It'll eventually feel normal. But we can really act out <sighs> if we don't recognize those feelings yes. that we're having. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're changing allegiance when you marry. So the marriage relationship is primary. And so if there's a conflict of interest between a man's wife and his mother, Husbands, if you're listening, you stand with your wife. Yep. Say that again. If there's a conflict between your wife and your mother, you stand with your wife. That doesn't mean you have to be mean to your mom. No. You can still be kind and respectful and honoring, but your allegiance is to the woman that you married. Yeah. And mother-in-laws, don't put your son in that position. Don't do it. My mother-in-law, let me just have a brief pause, commercial moment here, (laughs) commercial announcement. She's amazing. She, I talked to her on the phone this morning before we recorded this. I told her what we were doing. And I said, you know what? You have always made me feel welcome. Like from, since the day I met you, you have always made me feel a welcome member. And now I know those feelings you had Yeah. when I came along. And she didn't deny it. She said, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's not the same. I said, well, you did a beautiful job of always just making me feel welcome. What a sweet what sweet words to be able to say to your mother-in-law. She's just a dream. That's awesome. <laughs> a godly, godly woman. And as a matter of fact, when Emma got engaged, I was like, I have no excuse not to be a good mother-in-law because you had a great mom. She has been a rock star yeah. to me. And my father-in-law too. He's always made me feel so, so welcome. So the second principle we want to talk about is just honoring your parents. So we can show respect and kindness, you know, even in times of great distress, we, we can still honor them, even if it's just honoring them and our thoughts, how we, we're going to refuse, not, we're going to refuse to repeat ugly things in our minds about them. Yep. We're going to take captive every thought in obedience to Christ. And we're going to say, like my friend Linda said, I get the opportunity to forgive. That's right. Thank you for teaching me this, God. Um, Cause I don't look at it that way when I'm really mad about something. I just want just right. And you, and it's sometimes it helps to vent, but then it needs to stay. Yeah. yeah. And if, you're, if your parents aren't living honorable lives, as many of you probably are experiencing who are listening this, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can still honor them. It just might look differently with your boundaries. You know, it doesn't mean um, caving in to all their wishes. Right. Right. Yeah. You can still say, okay, this is what I'm going to be able to do, but I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and they're not going to like it probably. <laughs> That's okay. That's totally fine. You can't yeah. control their reaction. No, you cannot. You cannot. And if you're the first person doing this in your family, so if you're a, a sibling who's you know married and you're asserting these boundaries, can I just say from friends I've seen do this for the first time in their family, uh, they get a lot of pushback and not just from the in-laws or from their parents. Mm-hmm. 
they're doing it on behalf of their their own family um even their siblings mm-hmm. get angry with them yep. why are you messing up the equilibrium yep. we've all learned to dance and live this way mm-hmm. and we we all know the roles we're supposed to play right. and um no no like you i'm be the friend that cheers that person on mm-hmm. to establish those healthy boundaries and do better yes that was portrayed so well i don't know if y'all the show everybody loves raymond um everyone danced around the mother-in-law right and it was the daughter-in-law the new one to the family that sort of stood up and said hey let's talk this out and the the sons were like no 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 we we don't do that (laughs) it was so great what a great show oh yeah i didn't watch that i need to go back and great comic relief if you are having (laughs) in-law issues All right, so we have six areas that may need attention if you're having in-law issues or if you're an in-law. Yeah, and even if you're not having issues, you still, these are things every married married couple needs to work out on both sides. Absolutely, you're right, you're right. All right, what's the first one? So the first one is holidays. Um, <laughs> I, I advise when you're engaged, before you actually get married, um, talk to your spouse about your plans and expectations. You know, if we always spend Christmas Eve and this is what we always do on our Christmas Eve tradition, whatever. Well, it might not be always anymore. Like Renee was saying, things are changing and they're not just changing for, um, like it's all special and new for you and your fiance, but it's changing for your parents' family and it's changing for her parents' family. Everybody's got to learn this new flexible, what are we going to do now thing. So, um, but don't just coast through the holiday and think, okay, well, well, it is what it is. And, and we're going to go spend time here and then we'll spend time there. Whatever happens, happens. That hardly ever works. <laughs> if you set the boundaries ahead of time, like drawing that circle of the decision that the listener said earlier, it goes way better. Oh yeah. So when Emma was engaged, David sat her down and said, listen, he said this very thing. You guys are going to have to figure out how holidays look. I'm giving you the freedom to not even see us on Christmas. And I'm in the background, like screaming in my head. No, 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 no. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but I was like, no, he's right. He's right. Think like it's hard having all your family in town. Yes. So you're, I'm like, I don't want you making a mad dash, you know, every holiday from house to house to house. And so I've, I've always said I'm an everyday person. I love everyday life. Holidays are not as big a deal to me. But they were some of a deal Yeah, I was secretly freaking out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but David's parents did that for us, too. They were far away, and they said, you know, we know you're young, and um, it's going to be hard yep. to get to see us. You do, you do what you need to do. And then they also graciously bought our plane tickets. Oh, what a great for, thing like, for just the first few years. For a young married couple who yeah. doesn't have the money for that. So, so graciously offered to do that, and not pressuring. It was after we said, we're coming to see you. Mm-hmm. Then they would offer yeah. So it wasn't bribery. Because um, expectations can come with money when there's oh, money yeah. involved. Like if you, maybe you're not quite able yet to stand on your own two feet financially. You're just starting out in a new relationship. And it's, you know, it's not unusual for parents to help out every now and then, right. Right. which is fine. But if, it, if they're helping out with strings attached, if they're helping out with, well, we'll help you with your rent this month, but then that means dot, 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 mm-hmm. then don't uh-uh, run far. <laughs> Far, far away. Run, run. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, holidays. Get that worked out. Yeah, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, be a team. You win together and you lose together. And it's not a competition between his parents and yours. 
I mean, they might think it is. Yeah. But you're, it's not. Here's the best grandma who can give the biggest gift. Sometimes they treat it that way, but it's not. No. And, and I really liked, we had two very different sets of yeah. grandparents, you know, in-laws. And I liked the different things they brought to the table yes. in their relationship and things. So communicate as a team. Be clear with your spouse before you make plans with your in-laws for them to stay for a week. Yeah. <laughs> you might just want to run and buy them. <laughs> And sometimes your spouse's objectivity can be enlightening. Yeah. You sh- don't just be so quick to be defensive. Yeah. Back a minute. Maybe they're seeing things that you can't because you're in it. Especially early on with fresh eyes. Yeah. And be like, hey, this. Yeah. Why does your family do this? <laughs> this seems off. <laughs> that's not okay. You guys are whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. And it's hard because, you know, even. I remember when we um, were getting trained to do foster parenting, one of the principles the social workers said is even, I mean, these are children who were taken from their parents. Mm. Every child defends their parents. Yeah. These are children who have been really harmed Mm. by their parents. It's innate in us. We want to defend our parents. Mm -hmm. And so know that, you know, just listen. Now, don't be cruel if you're the observing spouse, but listen. I mean, we want to do better every generation, right? Yeah. We want to improve. Right. So good, good advice. Good advice. Number three. Okay. Don't betray your spouse to your parents and siblings. Um, this is talking about like confidences, secrets between you. If you have good in-laws, they're not going to listen. They'll just mm. put a stop to it right then and there. Yeah. Um, one listener said that their mother-in-law encouraged her to vent to her instead of her friends because she couldn't tell, you can't tell me anything that's going to make me love my son any less. But if you go to your parents or your friends and siblings and tell them that, like, they're just learning to love him. <laughs> and you might get over it the next day and they don't know that. And they're just going to hold it against your spouse forever and ever and ever. Right. Well, I won't because I know, I mean, mothers know they're sons and children and daughters are not perfect so i like that that was bold yeah okay so I'll, I'll give the other side of the coin here i talked to um a woman who i really admire as a mom and a mother-in-law and a grandmother she's about 10 years down the road from me and um i was just asking for advice yeah like how do you do this and she said when her daughter got married she did come to her with all the stuff that you have in that first year right. you have newlyweds and the little fights and just little spats and things they would have and she realized she was holding on like she was offended on behalf of her right. daughter her daughter moved on she got it off her chest mom had listened she'd moved on and she was like you know eventually i had to go to her and say you know what i need you to tell that to somebody else because you're getting over it and i'm not wow that's really wise and i she is so wise and she said and i want to love him well and you're not helping me <laughs> do that so and I'm sure it wasn't serious serious stuff she wouldn't have turned her away if it was really serious but it was just little things that we all have and I'm like wow so that you know yourself yes are you a grudge holder that's right are you super relational which means you're probably a grudge holder that's true that's good I yeah and um my my married daughter has not come to me with much of anything but when she does if she does it's always I mean I'll listen whatever I'm not a grudge holder so it kind of goes away after a while. But um, my first thing is always, did you talk to him? Y'all need to work that out together. Like that's, I'm happy that you're venting or whatever. And, and it's nothing, it's never anything big, but yeah, work it out together. 
Yes. Between the two of you. That's, that's me too. When Emma's come to me, don't worry, Thomas, it hasn't been very many things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's so weird when you're, your poor children, when you do stuff like that. I know. It's like, they're always an example. Or like, I'm trying not to throw you under the bus. Really, there's nothing big. No, right, right. But I did the same thing. I was like, now you need to, you need to be able to speak your feelings, yeah. your mind to each other in a way that's um, courteous. And you can work through it. It's never, I never say, oh my gosh, you're right. He is the worst. And I don't even know why you married him in the first place. (laughs) No, no, no. Never. Now, I might say, are you asking me for help in navigating this? Like, what would I do if this were daddy? You know, um, you know, how would I recommend reaching a resolution? I might do that, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to heap on. No way. Like, like. The Friends episode, we talked about the friends who always agree with you and never contradict you. I'm not doing that. Because, as we said at the beginning, you have great power to set them up for success. So give them the tools. Give them the advice that does that. Not tear them down. Yes. So, like, mother-in-laws, if you're listening to this, you know, I, I... I'm very proud of my children. I, I think very highly of my children. So do you think I can trust their judgment in the person they choose to spend their life with? You would hope so. I, I always go back to, you know what? I trust your judgment. And I think that you have made a wise decision. And I want to see in your spouse what you tell me you're seeing. Yeah. I'm going to see it. I'm going to work my hardest to see it. And it's harder for me because they're not my boyfriend. Right. You know, like it takes me longer. Yeah, you don't have those. It's not my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, you just got to know, like, there's an element of trust there in your child's judgment. And then you just faithfully look for what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's been such a blessing to me to do that. And and you can look for their potential too. Absolutely. Like most people getting married now are, I mean, they're young. Compared to me, they're young. And I'm like, okay, this is who you are at 20-something. But I know yes. just from experience, give, you, give them 10 more years and they're going to be like the best dad. And they're going to be, you can just see it. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Like I trust the potential you see in this person. You're right. Like- when you're 20-something, you feel grown up. Yeah. And you're but doing grown-up things. You're doing grown-up things, and you're as old as you've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> you still got some more life to live, though. <laughs> so don't derail it. I kind of looked at the early years, which we're right in the middle of still, as like, um, I don't want to make any grave errors that we're going to have to go back. and I felt that we have to repair. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know what? Tread lightly in those early years because you're kind of setting a trajectory for your relationship we all make mistakes but my 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 heart was to um go slow Mm -hmm. and to and to be kind and to if I was going to err err on the side of not butting in yeah and standing off yeah a little bit can't go wrong with any of those right um all right next one Uh, Be careful about forcing a relationship, which, well, that's what I was just talking about. So try your best to be at peace, but sometimes you just won't be BFFs. And and even, and you might be, but maybe it'll take a while. Like, it takes me a long time to make friends. Mm -hmm. Why would I think I could instantly be like, oh, you know, daughter in love. That's what some of my friends say. I'm like, oh, gross. (laughs) Like, no. Yeah, I mean, I do love her, but I think I will love her more yeah. over time. Right, right. You know, just like I did my own children. Right. And you know, it's different too with um, gender. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Now, I don't know. My son's not married, but I don't know. I, 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 my daughter and I are just really good friends at this point. So it's easier for me, I think, to take on her husband. It's just like, oh, okay, this is another extension of me. But for my son, it's a little different. Not that we're not good friends, but... 
um, I don't know, your son, he's the baby of the family. And he it's just different. You have a different relationship, mother and son, than you do mother and daughter. And um, I would hope that I can, knowing all this stuff ahead of time, like preparing yourself for it, that yeah, whoever he chooses to marry, I'm going to embrace and, and love and whatever. But to be her best friend, like I am my daughter's best friend, it's just going to take a little extra. It's yeah. certainly not that I don't want to. It's just not as natural. It doesn't come as easy, as quick. Right. And 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 I agree. I, I think it's very different having a son get married and a daughter get married um, because we were really good friends when Emma married. Um, you know, and my son, he's, he's a little more of a closed book. And I do. I want to develop that relationship with his wife and just not be that person. Right. That ever makes her feel like she's not good enough or I'm budding. Oh, her. for sure. I think she's an amazing answer to prayer for him. And... Uh, I just, I want to build on that. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I can't say that enough to do that. But so I'm thinking of these listener comments of sending, I'm totally going to do that. I'm going to send a card. I'm going to send a text. I'm going to like ask you to go to lunch with me. I'm going to try to reach out and do the things. And if we're not, you know, if you don't love me back the same way, we're not best friends. Okay. But we're at least going to have a civil, wonderful relationship. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So also... The last one would be be the bad cop. So if something's going on between me and my parents, I shouldn't expect my husband to come in and say, (laughs) or if something's going on between me and my husband and and what, you know, oh, your parents are butting in. I'm not going to ask him to go and talk to my parents and he shouldn't ask me to go and talk to his. That's just throwing fire, (laughs) throwing oil on the fire. I don't know. It's just, um, doesn't usually go well. So you need to be the one to step in with your parents and say, hey, look, the two of us have agreed. Don't be like, yeah, well, she says. <laughs> no, 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 don't no. do that. The two of us have agreed that this is how we'd like this to work. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for input, ideas, whatever. You work it out and then step away again. Yeah, and mother and father-in-laws, like don't peg like good cop, bad cop on your kids. Like. I can see it happening. The blame shifting. Oh, my child would never do yeah. that. My child would never have come up with that idea. Well, no, maybe your child just decided to live with your crazy. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. And now they're free from crazy town. Uh-huh. And they've got someone who's advocating for a better, happier, healthier way. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Don't don't make your spouse be the intermediary for that. And I've seen this lots through the years. And, I mean... I appreciate when they do it. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the parents don't receive it very well at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Right. And then they do eventually right. receive it. And you have it. to remember, you can never control someone else's reaction to your boundary or your decision. That doesn't mean you need to change your boundary or decision. No, especially if you've um, gotten wise counsel you know, from your spouse, maybe from another trusted friend or advisor or someone a little bit older than you, you've put some time into it. You're not just, it's not a knee jerk reaction for self-preservation. It's, you know, a prayerful, you know, wise decision. Stick with it. Remember, like, they're probably not going to like it at first. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Uh, All right. So your in-law, it's a good chance. Um, that your in-laws could provide needs that your parents didn't or don't, especially if you've had a really rocky relationship with your own parents. I know a lot of families who, yeah, they just, they barely even speak to their own parents, but their in-laws have been such a blessing to them. 
And yay for them. I love that. Yes. I think about this in my own family, my um, family I grew up in. I have to think that, you know, when my mom brought my dad home, my, my grandparents were probably not thrilled. He was a brand new Christian. He'd been raised in a Mormon home. And um, they could have, re- they had lots of options on how they could have responded. And they loved him so well and just encouraged him to really like become the best version of himself and to try hard things. He was kind of entrepreneurial and they, they encouraged that. Eventually, uh, when my grandfather died, my mom's dad, at his funeral, my, my dad was, called him his best friend. Mm. He, he was, his father-in-law was his best friend. Yeah. No, that's just the jewel, right? It's just of beautiful. Where you want to be. And I just have to think that um, that was not inevitable. That was a choice mm-hmm. that my grandfather made to really like dig into that relationship. Mm. And they were you know near each other in the same town. And so it was easy to see each other and cultivate that. But so it just blessed me so, so much. So think of it that way, y'all. It can be it can be such a blessing. Right. Um, so it's common to feel jealousy towards your in-laws and for them to feel jealous towards you. We're all learning to share here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so give that time to simmer down and maybe change into a different sort of emotion when they see how awesome you really are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just hope and pray for that. Um, it's better to make requests and not demands. This comes from when you're a mother-in-law and vice versa. Um, seek to negotiate and compromise. So instead of, hey, we're not going to come to your house for Christmas this year. <laughs> we're going um, we're gonna to be at Sandy's house this year. Instead of just making blank statements like that, um, approach it a little more gently. Well, we have decided we've talked about it and the last few holidays have been hectic because we're all in the same town. So this year, um, we thought what we might do, um, I don't know, what do you think about this? We're going to try to go to Sandy's for one day and then the next day we'll probably come to y'all. I think it'll be easier and less hectic on everyone. What do you think? What do you think is a good way to phrase it, Bonnie? Not, is that okay? Oh, don't ask if it's okay because you already know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you think about that? Give them time to... And, and a little bit of advance notice. Yeah. We just decided because they were so far apart, we would just alternate that, so that they could know year to year. One year is a Pennsylvania Christmas. One year is a Tennessee Christmas. Thanksgiving at one house. Easter at another, maybe. You know, when kids come along, it might change the whole game altogether. Because then you got to schlep all the Santa Claus stuff. <laughs> and maybe everyone comes to your house. Makes yeah. it easier. Yeah. So, Yeah. So yeah, make requests and express appreciation for their ideas, but you don't, don't be compelled to take all their advice. So and in-laws don't dole out tons of advice. My, my advice to you is to not give advice. <laughs> and, yeah, unless they ask for it. Absolutely. There's, I just was listening to a podcast the other day and, um, I think it was Anne Lamott was on there and she was saying she was so worked up. She had her first grandson and she had gotten so worked up that obviously, you know, the child needed this and the child needed that and the child needed the other thing and they were not taking her advice and she didn't know why. And so she goes for a walk with her friend and she's venting all this to her and the friend said, well, did they ask you? And she kind of pulled up short and she's like, well, what do you mean? Well, did they ask? What should we do with our child? And what, how do you think we should? She said, well, no. Well, there you have it. Uh-huh. Then you zip it. 
Yes. Yeah. Don't give unsolicited advice. I can go one better. Not only did my in-laws not give unsolicited advice, they honored our parenting requests, like the food requests, the sleep requests, that all of those things that the TV shows and things they were careful about that. I really appreciated that. That's gone in my handbook for grandparenting and lawing. Yeah, well, that's what you parents need support. They do not need pushback and conflict. And I don't know this whole idea of, oh, now we get to spoil the grandchildren. I don't really know where that came from. I think that's fairly new. It is new. And you and I are sitting here and we're not actually living it yet. Everyone says I'm going to, and I firmly deny this. I don't, I just don't, I think boundaries are a gift. Yeah. Why would I want to undermine what my kids are trying to do? I want them at their best. I want them rested and, you know, well fed and let's go have some fun for sure. Yeah. Have a blast, but don't, don't undermine your, your kids when you're trying, they're trying to do what they're meant to do with. No. So yeah, no, um, no need to, uh, do everything that they say. So um, we've talked about this already, but when you're the mother-in-law, give grace, you know, to the young couples. And they're just trying to navigate life. Realize they're not going to make all the decisions you think they should. I know. I was thinking about this too. I know my in-laws. When we were making big life-changing decisions about moving from state to state and things like that, I, I suspect they didn't agree with everything we did, but they never said it aloud they were supportive you know if we asked for advice they gave it but it was it was not this constant stream of contradiction or undermining our life decisions we always felt very supported and empowered so let me just ask you when you get that from someone when you get a constant stream of undermining things and contradictions and advice that you didn't ask for does that make you want to spend more time with them or less (laughs) <laughs> much much less so if you are if your end goal is to try to get more grandchild time and more child time maybe it would behoove you to, to not do those things that upset your children so much <laughs> i know and i think people they don't even see this you know the young moms that i talk to you know in their 30s they've been dealing with in-laws for a handful of years and i think the in-laws are scratching their heads like why why do they not have me over? Why do I not get to see the grandkids? You know, like, because you're a pain every time you're around them. You know, you're, you're undermining everything they do. So has there been communication in that in that case? Like, have they said, hey, look, you know, our kids have allergies. We would appreciate it if you did not feed them the dairy that they are going to have terrible issues with afterwards. One set said they didn't believe in food allergies. Okay, well then. <laughs> and, and would feed the grandchild the allergen, and then send her home sick. Like, okay, then that is a health and safety boundary for your child. Then that's why you can't spend, and you have to just spell that out. It's, listen, if you're feeling bad about your life, just put this podcast on like download and then s- scroll to the point that you need to hear to realize, you know what? You're not the only yeah, one. Yeah, and maybe refer to podcast number one. Maybe it's not so bad <laughs> after all, right? Refer to podcast number one. You're not the only one. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I'd always heard that um, when Abraham took Isaac, you know, sacrifice him on the altar or whatever. I've always heard Isaac was like 13, 14 years old, you know, and you're like, okay, I probably wouldn't have that much trouble sacrificing my 13, 14 year old some, some days. Um, but that if Isaac had been his grandchild instead of his child, I'm, I'm not sure the story would have turned out the way that it the did. Same. <laughs> 
it would have gone down in history completely different. Yeah. Something about a grandchild. Like, oh, no, no, no. They're special. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. All right. So work on your own relationship, your own marriage, so you don't allow jealousy to dictate your relationship with your child and their spouse. So this is to in-laws, remember, work on your own relationship. So the stuff you left undone for 20 or 30 years, it's now there. And you're looking at each other in the eye and going, well. Yeah. You know, and I think in a weird way, it does for me. I don't know about my in-laws or, you know, my parents, but um, you know how when you see your children grow and they get to certain ages that you were at that time, I think it works the same for marriages because I'm looking back now that my daughter's married and thinking back, okay, over my own relationship. So three years in, how were we then? And it reminds me of things that we did or didn't do. And it's the perfect spur to work on your own relationship. It does bring up stuff from the past that if you haven't dealt with or you haven't communicated, um, can turn it, you can turn it into jealousy and blame towards the couple, which has nothing to do with them, instead of working on your own no. stuff. No, no, yeah, so work on it. I mean, yeah, definitely, just work on it. All right, and view your adult child as a married adult, separate and independent from you. That should go without saying. But, uh It doesn't. Sometimes they're still checking up on them. Sometimes you're still buying socks and underwear for your son, and that's not your job anymore. No. No. Or like um, when your married child comes to your house, like the, the world, you start revolving around him again or her again. And um, how do you think that makes it, the, in, the child feel, the in-law child feel less than when you just drop everything and start orbiting again? Kind of outside or like, yeah, did, well, wasn't I good enough? Didn't I yeah. provide those things? And they're already learning how to be a part of your family. Yeah. Going to have to go the extra mile. Yeah. You know how it's easy for you to, when you go back to family, to kind of revert back to your own roles, your whatever birth order you were in or whatever. Well, your adult children are probably doing that too. So be aware of that and try to counteract it. Kind of be like, okay, let's just stop that cycle and we're all in a new phase now. So you're no longer the baby son. Now you are. That's right. Think of it, think of it in terms of um, like a friend. You would ask like, what do you think about that? Like value their opinions on things. Ask them what's going on with their life. Just like you would. Don't assume you know. Yeah. Like you would with a friend. Um, So if you need to help your married children... You should ask first if they want your help. An unwanted gift is a burden. Um, A gift is a gift too, free and clear. It has no strings attached. And also, if you're going to give your married child a gift, be certain, check with them first that they have cleared that with their spouse Mm. so that it's not like a surprise. Well, how did this money get in our bank account? Oh, I just asked my dad for that. Okay, you just created this huge argument and somebody else's relationship is about to blow right up. Oh, no, no, no. That, that's, yeah. I've read so many stories about um, gifts with strings attached from in-laws. Like, that's not good. Yeah. I even read one recently. The in-laws bought them their house and then felt like they could just come in whenever they wanted. I was like, that is so messed up. <laughs> Your relationship with your children is going to change from season to season. It changes when you're dating, when you're engaged, when you're newlyweds, when having grandchildren, and then when they're doing all those things. Right. Right. So, you know, each season brings new blessings and new challenges. It's never going to be the way it was. Nope. Sadly. (laughs) So just stop it with that. If the nostalgia is crushing you, stop it. 
Like tell yourself a different story. Go take a walk, shake it off, rub some dirt on it. Get back in the game and start all over with a new perspective. And dear listeners, for those of you with mother-in-laws breaking into your house or telling you you're fat, (laughs) we're sorry. (laughs) And just know you can be, you can be the in-law that you never had. That's right. And just take all that as ammunition and store it up for when your kiddos get married and just make a list. Break off that generational. Here's all the things I will never do. Dysfunction. We're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. And just be that blessing that you didn't have. It really is. It really is kind of fun being in it. Yeah, I'm loving it. I really do like it now. I've settled into the new normal, the family of six, almost seven, about to be seven. So um, yeah, it's a blessing. You just got to be, be like a tree in bed. (laughs) A tree in the wind. That's right. Okay. So we're going to have all this information and some resources on our website, which you can check out at justaskyourmom.com. We're also on Facebook, Just Ask Your Mom, or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. If you're listening, please rate and leave a review or a comment. We appreciate that. And please keep sending those questions and topics in. We're loving it. Just Ask Your Mom Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Mom. Mom.